Fashion and beauty are serious business. On this podcast, we will hear from amazing creative entrepreneurs. Join us as we explore their unique success stories, learn from experts, and hear about their journeys. Steve Jobs famously said that, the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. So let's get crazy. I'm your host, Ann Zuckerman, and this is the Just Wanted to Ask podcast. Ladies, have you ever had one of those uncomfortable headlight moments? Don't you want to be heard without distraction? Bezzy broad discs are your solution. Go to justwantedtoask.com and look for Bezzy broad discs. Hello, everyone. Today is a very special day. I'm here again with Barb V. Imagine offering the skills, tools, mindset, and strategies today that would empower kids to become financially independent by age 24 or sooner. Are you afraid that your kids are going to live in your basement until they inherit your house? Then Barb has the answers for you. A true spirit of entrepreneurship, resilience, and continuous growth. Barb's inspiring journey serves as a beacon of hope and motivation for rising entrepreneurs and individuals seeking to achieve their fullest potential. As an international best-selling author, speaker, world record setter in both athletics and business, with the global success of her financial education curriculum, books, coaching, and number one international podcast, the Kid Factor, Barb serves and focuses on empowering individuals of all ages and abilities with the knowledge and skills necessary for success in business, finance, entrepreneurship, athletics, and life. Today, Barb is back to speak about how you can give back through her digital vending scholarship program. Welcome, Barb, to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you back. Oh, and what a thrill to be back. It is so exciting. The success of your podcast and our last interview has just been amazing for your audience and my audience. So thank you so much for having us back. Well, it's exciting. Um, so for years, you worked in the classroom. Uh, tell us about this, your students and their challenges and what you learn from their challenges? Well, um, I primarily focused on, my background was as an English or science teacher, high school. But Baltimore City Public Schools put me into uh, elementary and middle school special ed. And it was because I had a vast experience outside of my academics with working with both children and adults in with special needs. And then I pursued my master's degree in special education and focused in the areas of autism, but also with the background in English or science technology and my personal life of being a lifelong entrepreneur. 
I put all of that together into both my curriculums as well as my classroom when I was hired to start a middle school special education school. And the entire school was receiving students that were not properly being served at their local schools. So I was a part of the founding teachers core to start this new special education school. And I was hired on as the math teacher. And I knew that some of my students would not pursue schooling or formal education after they left us in middle school or they would drop out at age 16. We had a couple students that at, they were aging into 16 years old in our school. Some of them were students that were dealing with autism or something on the autistic spectrum, uh, ADHD, behavioral disabilities. Um, we did not have a, a lot of students that were deemed like mentally retarded or had Down syndrome issues. Most of ours were the academic or behavioral types of issues. Now, we've spoken before, and some of those kids had, may have had quite a bit of street smarts, but they didn't necessarily have the educational background that they would need moving forward in order to be um, productive individuals in, let's say, business. Tell us more about that and what you did for those kids. Those were most of my kids. And I seem to be given the students on my in my classroom role in my homeroom, the students that were maybe the most challenging behaviorally or had, like you mentioned, the most street smarts, but academically they struggled. So in standards classrooms, they were bored. I was hired as the math teacher and I talked to my principal and it was like, Really? He said he had good news and bad news, but the good news was I had a job if I wanted it. The bad news was he'd already filled the English and the earth science positions. He knew my background in math and business. So he assigned me the position as the math teacher. And I said, great. What do I, what do I teach these kids? And he said, and I asked specifically, like, what curriculum? Because there really, it wasn't a curriculum out there for students that had IEPs, 504s, or any specialized academic requirements. So I realized that a lot of my kids might, I might be the last teacher or the last math teacher that would ever teach these children. So I went home that summer and I looked at, where you and I as adults, where do we use math in our everyday life? And it really circled around money, business, or our, our job, uh, and bills, and what we do to survive. So I went home and I wrote a curriculum that summer from home that I then implemented in my classroom, which included my students were going to be paying rent on their classroom desks. They would pay an electric bill that was divided up by all the students in the classroom. So like if we had a roommate or a housemate, we would divide our 
bills back then you would divide the telephone bill not everybody had their own cell phone and cell phones weren't even really coming about until later into my work with that those students but at the end of the school year the kids paid taxes on their paychecks they got a bi-weekly paycheck they paid us um irs 1040 easy form forms that they had to fill out come january they had checking accounts savings accounts and matching i would do matching savings programs for them in their savings account i had a school store that would make 711s and convenience stores jealous and so my students got to go to that school store every friday well at the end of the school year in well in january end of the first semester and i started uh teaching my students about everything that they needed to do and then help them start their own business and I asked my principal if we were to do a business and every student had to choose either a um, sole proprietorship, a LLC, or a corporation that they did together as a whole classroom or group. And some students, and they had to deal with either a project, a product, or a service. They had to provide a product or a service. And one of my classes, they decided there are 18 students and they decided they wanted to do a cookbook. So I taught them, did everything with them. And in that cookbook, these 18 students, and I asked my principal ahead of time, what do we do with the extra money after we pay our expenses? Because we're printing the book, we're binding our own book. It was going to be a spiral bound um, plastic laminated front and back cover and then all of the cookbook pages. The students went home and got recipes from their parents, grandparents, neighbors, the teachers, other teachers in the building, other buildings that we were associated with. And so we put together this cookbook and my principal said, well, we'll just divide up the profits by all the 18 students. Excellent. Well. He didn't plan on my business abilities that I'd been honing since I was six and a half years old. We grossed, or I'm sorry, we netted over $9,000. Wow. And he came to me and said, V, we have a problem. And I said, no, we don't. And it was you tell now you have a problem. You go tell these 18 students who have been working for four months or so making this cookbook, selling it, learning marketing and um, sales and strategies. Um, you tell them that they can't divide that money up between the 18 of them. And so we sat down because they had formed a corporation not a legal entity, but a classroom corporation. And we decided on a number of different things we did. We went to a restaurant that a friend of mine was owner in. They opened and it was a kind of a three to four star private family restaurant. Well, they opened that to us and for lunch and we hired that for lunch. We still had money left over. We took the students to the local mall and we rented out a movie theater. They had open concessions and they were able to bring a friend. 
We still had money left over. We gave them a portion in a gift card for the mall. And then because we still had money left over and because I taught all the financial things that we do, not just making the money or spending the money, but also investing the money. So we also then invested in a U.S. savings bond that we were able to give the kids that kind of cash. So um, that was my introduction to working with these kids, their abilities that a lot of people saw as disabilities. And because of the structure that I held in my classroom, the students were able to pay rent on their desk. But if they wanted to, they could become the landlord for their desk, and then they would be the landlord to rent their desk for all other class periods that were in my classroom. One of my students, Michael, came back to me years later after he'd graduated high school and said, Miss V, thank you for making me unemployable. Because he had too many skills, too much knowledge. He ended up owning, at the time, multiple rental properties in Baltimore City. He was making more positive cash flow and probably had a larger net worth than most of the teachers that deemed him years before a problem student. That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. So now bring it forward to uh, what you're offering today in terms of uh, digital vending through your website. Um, let me start a little bit before that. Prior to, one of the big things that I work with my families and that I teach young people and their families to learn to do, um, learn about passive residual income. Learn to do a business or a job once and then generate income that continues after that. And I speak the language and the vocabulary of business to my young people, ages six to 96. But my young people who are starting their business and their families, I teach them how to do all of that. And I started out by teaching them vending machines, actual vending machines that they would have this little business of their own because it's kid-friendly, family-friendly. The finances to get started in it are very small that the kids can generate success with. And so I started with that. Well, during COVID and worldwide shutdown, if a vending machine is in the business of another business, which ours are, then if that business goes out of business and we don't have access to that vending machine, the vending machine was lost. So I told all my families at the time, make sure that you bring your vending machines in-house. And they did. And because a lot of people, and even today, a lot of people don't want to put a quarter into a vending machine and get a handful of candy out or get a gumball or a jawbreaker or a toy or something out. But kids still love that. But those are kind of going by the wayside because I didn't really encourage my families to create the big soda, drink, and chips and candy bar kind of vending machines. 
because that requires them to hold on to an inventory. So I went and decided, what else do I do? Well, going back to my roots and working with my young entrepreneurs and my students back in the day, I taught them how to write their own book, that book. And today we do books on demand and do print on demand so that my students and my adults that we work with, they're able to create a digital vending product, a course or a book. And there are so many different types and styles of books. A lot of my young people today and the adults that I work with are creating content, either low, medium, or high content books. A lot of my students are starting with low content books. And if you think about it, a word search, a crossword puzzle book, a maze book, uh, connect the dots kind of books. Kids, those are kid friendly. And those are what we're starting with the digital vending products. And today we are offering our November, kind of our give it back, um, pay it forward type of scholarship that we are offering listeners an opportunity that we do the book for you. And for the month of November, Anybody, and this is our scholarship, kind of our scholarship fundraiser for the year, anybody here in November that creates one of these books, an adult or a young person that invests in themselves, we will have this book done from between November today and December 22nd. 100% of your investment today goes to funding one of our youth next year and our youth, a family who might not be able to afford the investment in doing their own books. Our scholarship allows me to do that for a student um, next year. But when that student completes their book, we will then um, feature them on one of our podcast episodes. But for you as the person doing it this year, your benefit is evergreen because your information will be placed, if you choose to, your information will be placed in that young entrepreneur's book that you fund and your information when they are on having their podcast, your information will also for your business and your book will also be broadcast through all of our social media programs and projects through the week that they do that. But if you remember, we talk about podcasts and books, how those are evergreen marketing tools for an individual or a business. So today you're speaking about this year, which is November, 2023. However, these projects are evergreen. Right. And they'll they can be available for years to come. So what you're offering now is the ability for businesses to invest um, in this scholarship program. And then possibly or probably you will be offering this again in the future at different times so that it will be available for more and more students going forward. 
Yes. And we also, we offer, we already offer a program called a done for you book. So if you as a business professional or you as, you know, I've always wanted to write a book. Well, we will work with you to write a typically a low content book, but most business people and professionals don't realize the power of a book. Not only can a book give you a introduction better than a business card or your website, you give somebody something of quality. And that's one of the first things that I teach all of my young entrepreneurs that you don't want to do something to make money. You want to do something to bring value to the community. And bringing a book to market. And having that book up on Amazon or at Barnes and Noble or any other book outlet, or you then running and creating a book, I'm sorry, a business around your book is priceless. I have customers and authors that I've worked with in helping them better market their books that are making $100,000, but they've only done the book one time. But that book has brought them speaking engagements, has brought them um, customers, clients. Um, It brings them consulting jobs. It gives them an added benefit that somebody of equal acumen might not have when you, Anne, has a book to offer when you go and do a workshop or a speech or go in to do some consulting in another corporation, you can bring your book where somebody with the exact credentials that you might have, they don't have a book, but you say, look, business owner, um, event coordinator, event planner, I will give every participant in your event a copy of my book. That elevates not only your expertise, and that's one of the neat things that a book does because there's so many people who want to write a book, but so few people who do. We're bringing to market the opportunity both for adults and business personnel to write their own book or to generate an added value book to their already their, their repertoire. And we're also offering the opportunity for kids to learn to write and create their own books, thus their own digital vending products, because one of my kids is already working on his fifth book. And every one of those books and every one of those books is its own digital vending. He doesn't have to print the books ahead of time. He doesn't have to worry about them because we utilize print on demand. So the opportunity is infinite. Um, So getting back to the scholarship program that you're offering now, um, many of our listeners may know some young people. What are you looking for in the young people that that, um, would be an, an ideal um, an ideal person for you to coach in this manner. Okay. For, for the young people, I'm looking for somebody that has passion, that has 
one of my young entrepreneurs, his book is about dinosaurs. He's eight years old. He loves dinosaurs. He wanted his own business. He wants to be able, he, besides dinosaurs, he um, grows and raises chickens and he sells his eggs to the neighboring community. And I've worked with him how to better market that business. So he has an ongoing list of being able to do that, but he wanted to make more money, but work and put less time into it. My young entrepreneurs and what we do in the done for you business, I don't do it for my young entrepreneurs. I teach them how to do it. So I don't give them the fish. I teach them how to fish so that they can go and replicate it again and again and again, creating multiple digital products that they can then sell and market and do and generate that income that is passive residual. For the adults and a part of our scholarship program, this is our done for you book program that generates the money that we will do this book for you. We will get it out and onto Amazon for you before December 22nd, if you meet our deadline for getting to us. Um, that information is a little different than what we normally do for our done for you book. We've got a deadline to do this and raise the money for our scholarship for next year to offer to a set number of young people whose families might not have the money to buy the software program that I'm teaching and working with my students to do for their own books, but then to let them know how to do it time and time again. So when can young people apply for this, for the scholarship? Um, I typically don't have an application for the scholarship program. I have the families come out and look to me and they, they might attend one of my free webinars. They might um, reach out to me through our website at the Kid Factor. They might hear something on my podcast and then reach out to me and say, hey, how do we get started? How do we get involved? I have a young person who wants to do, yes, they want to do a digital vending program. Or I have a young person who, they, my, my daughter's doing tie-dye t-shirts. How can I help her to better her program? So I will work with them with whatever business the young people want to do to help and coach them in doing that. But for to get started in understanding business, but also to break that barrier of getting something done and getting it done quickly, my young people have the option to do a book, to do a digital vending program or project. One of the one of my young entrepreneurs, the one who's doing the chickens, um, He's doing chickens, but I have him making sure that he's capturing everything he's doing in his book, in his business, because eventually he's going to then take that business knowledge, put it into a book, and then be able to sell that book as an additional income stream to his book or to his chicken business and his egg business that he um, produces in the community. I just love the, the opportunity and the possibilities that not only all of us have, but young people have. Because in today's environment, so often there's so much negative out there. It's wonderful to know that the possibilities are limitless. 
So if people want to get involved, you will have all of the information in, in our show notes. Right. Um, I would also encourage all of our listeners to listen to your podcast, The Kid Factor. Tell us a little bit more about your podcast and uh, who you interview on the podcast and the information that you're presenting there. Oh, thank you. Um, I have been thrilled to have the Kid Factor podcast. On the podcast, I interview parents who have young people who are entrepreneurs. I interview my young entrepreneurs. My eight-year-old has an amazing um, podcast interview. I have adults who are in business. I have adults who offer something to the parents of such young entrepreneurs. Or I have a podcast episode of a parent who is dealing with mental health issues. The parent isn't, but the children have. And in one of my episodes, her grandchild is having mental health issues. So we talk about that because with the rate of ADHD, with the rate of autism, with the rate of bullying and suicide in our communities today and in our schools, our parents are struggling because they feel so alone. Well, they have to know and realize they're not alone. and. Too much stigma is put on the mental health issues. Too much stigma is put on our families and our parents. You've done something wrong. And, you know, it's not, no, they didn't do anything wrong. It's not, it's a part of what our kids are dealing with in today's society. And so those are the types of interviews that I'm bringing to our families. I'm bringing information and hope to our kids that it, whatever your passion is, doesn't matter your business or your industry. And this goes to our done for your books as well. doesn't matter what your passion is. I'm going to show you and walk you through learning to better understand business and how to generate a income and a livelihood from something that you love. And so those are the different interviews that I have on the Kid Factor. I'm thrilled with other podcasters like yourself and and that you you know you just want to ask and you want to ask about what am I doing? What are my young entrepreneurs doing? Um the done for you books, it's easy as ABC or one, two, three. And it's simple enough that a six-year-old, an eight-year-old can do this. I'm actually working right now with a young man who's six and a half. He lives with autism and he struggles with so many things in the classroom because in first grade, he has a seventh grade social studies level. He's working at a sixth grade reading level and a fifth grade math level, but he's in the first grade. He deals with overstimulation in the classroom at times. And he and I are working together right now. And he is one of my scholarship recipients from earlier this year. Um, He is working on writing his book 
on what it's like to be him living with autism. He's a young man that is just so full of life and love. And he wants to let other people know some of his peers don't understand why he hugs so much. And some of it for him is one day he's going to hug you. The next day you might come up to give him a hug and he doesn't want to be touched. Part of his autistic tendencies. And so we're working together to write his book. And imagine that book when it comes to publication. For him to be able to go out into the community and talk to others about what he's dealing with, but also for parents to read that to their young people about maybe having a child with differences in their classroom, but then the parent with the child with differences being able to say, if Oliver could do it, so can I. And those are the kinds of kids that I work with. Those are the families that I work with because it boosts their self-esteem. It makes them feel accomplished and it gives them hope that from so many parents with kids with special needs, they have no idea and because our school systems often will hold our kids down and not hold them up or even elevate them to a level that these kids want to rise and shine. So one of my first books that I wrote um, as a low content book is a book called Rise Up. And that book is a personalized journal for you and anyone to rise up higher. And the front cover of it, it has hot air balloons because when people are filled with hot air, when a balloon is filled with hot air, what does it do? It rises up. And I have been sick and tired of the negativity in our school systems, in our public education for too many kids that are different and them being beaten down. I want them and I want all of us to rise up. And that's a part of my passion, as you know me well enough. Um, it's a part of what I do because how many kids or business per personnel can turn around and say, look, I have a business partner. I went into business. Barb has taught me all of this. And I am now um, partnering with Jeff Bezos. Will that perk somebody's ears to say my one of my business partners is Jeff Bezos? Boom. The light bulb goes out. And it, like I said, it doesn't matter what business or what industry you're in what you love or what you don't love, we have a way for you to generate income doing what you love. It might start out as a side hustle. It might start out as a passion project, but it can lead to a mission and a purpose that changes lives for people of all ages, of all abilities, all around the world. What a beautiful message. Uh, so again, for our listeners, all of that information will be, uh, the contact information will be in the show notes. So please uh, check out our show notes and connect with Barb um, and ask her the questions that you would like her to answer. Uh, thank you so very, very much for being on the podcast today. Um, I'm so excited to uh, 
see more of what you do and uh, learn more about books, your students, and what they have to offer. I can't thank you enough for joining me today. And it has been a pleasure. And I am truly looking forward to your big surprise and your announcement for the community that you serve in the near future, because I know that it will change so many people's lives. And this has been a great opportunity. And thank you for getting the message out there for us about our Done For You scholarship program. And if it's if you're listening to this podcast after um, 2023, don't hesitate to reach out to us because there's so many more things that we have and so many more places that we have for giving back and helping listeners to build their businesses to create evergreen marketing for them and to give back to the community and to serve in so many, what most people will think abnormal ways outside of the box thinking. But I always say, what box? You know, um, that's one of the things that I've always had issue with personally is why limit ourselves? So thank you, Anne, so much for giving us this limitless opportunity today. Uh, one last comment, and that is your website is barbv.fun. It's not .com, it's .fun, correct? Right. That's my personal website. And then I also have the kidfactor.fun. And that's the one that focuses on our kids and everything like that. One of the big things that I want people to know is I have always lived by three principles. Principle number one is I will never ask you to do something that you're not, I'm not willing to do myself first. I'm not going to ask you to do anything unless I do it or try it first. Number two, I'm not going to do anything unless it's fun. And number three, if we have to do it, I'm going to find a way to make it fun. Thus, the website endings, not in .com, but .fun, F-U-N, because everything we do should be fun. Thank you so much again. And all of the information will be in the show notes, as I mentioned. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Anne. Thanks for joining us. Please follow us, submit a rating and review, and share us with your friends. This helps our message reach more listeners. For more information about my products, visit justwantedtoask.com. Thank you.